Hi, this is Ms. Mona Rogers, and you're listening to the Massocast for adults only. And if you naughty folks like what you hear, please go to the website and click on donate so we can keep it kinky all night long. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, hi, and thank you for downloading another Massacast. Yeah, I, I. All right, I wasn't gonna, wasn't gonna talk. I wasn't gonna mention this at first, but you know, sometimes just something is really bugging you, and you have no choice. You just don't. This is exactly what I'm going through today. So we had something stolen from us, um, but we weren't home. It was stolen from us while we were out of the apartment. I don't want to go into too many details. It's about like a seven hundred and fifty dollar item, right? And it's just like. Uh, oh well, but I thought I remembered. Ah, I have, for the first time in my life, I have renter's insurance. Awesome! I have renter's insurance. This is great. So um, I say to myself, no problem. Listen, this is going to be covered. Uh, sure, there's a five hundred dollar deductible, but it's better than having to pay all of it, right? So whatever. So I call the insurance company up. Blah 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 blah. Uh, and then uh, the woman on the phone goes. Well, I'm sorry. Uh, your insurance policy doesn't cover it uh, if you're out of the out of the home. It only covers things inside the home. I said, but uh, but that was one of the things I, I asked about. It was one of the specific questions I asked: is if we're out of town or we're out of the apartment, like my, if I have my laptop on me and it gets stolen, is it covered? I specifically asked that question. Uh, she's like, well, you have a unique policy because uh, specifically New York State has this exclusion. I'm like, well, lucky me. It just happens to be my state has this exclusion. I was like, oh, my God. oh, no, please. I said, come on. And this is one of the specific questions I asked. I specifically asked this question if I was covered under this. Uh, she said, well, did you read your policy? I'm like, well, I already paid for it by the time I got the policy. By the time you sent it to me, I already paid. And, are you kidding me? And so we went back and forth. And it was just a matter of just weaselly and clearly the person who I talked to was misinformed and I was just so you know and just so the person who sold me the policy had either no clue or they had every clue and this is just one way they fuck people over and and I was just like listen come on we know I'm on the phone with her going look we know your job is to fuck people over I'm actually saying and I feel like I feel like an asshole now because she's just doing her job but still uh, I'm not going to say the name of the company, Geico, but, you know, I was just like, anyway, so that's what I was dealing with all day, and uh, it looks like we're going to have to suck it up, so, whatever. So, uh, let's see here, oh, uh, I do have some good news, however, I do have some good news, we have some extra bonus content for you, coming up in the in the coming weeks, extra bonus content, you're welcome, in advance, I can't tell you anything more, but, uh, I will say this, I have it insured, so I'm confident in its delivery. Uh, oh, okay, no, this is good, though. We have a couple on the show today. A couple. We met this couple, and uh, right away I thought, these guys would be great on the show. These guys would be awesome. And sure enough, uh, they were, as you'll hear in seconds. It's uh, Their scene names are School Safety Patrol and Holly. Um, a male-dominant, female-submissive, 24-7 lifestyle kink couple. It's a mouthful. And um, yeah, I hope you enjoyed the conversation. I apologize in advance because I only have one microphone. And so I had to kind of decide, okay, do I want myself to sound like shit? Or do I want them to sound well? And basically, you'll hear. It's a little hard to hear me, but you know, whatever. That's not necessarily a bad thing. So here they are. 
School Safety Patrol, and Holly. Well, when we first got together, it was... Um, it was pretty straight It up. was pretty... We, we met it online, and so yeah. it was kind of a... You know, when you're online, you have the anonymity of the screen there, and I'm kind of into this in bed, and oh, I'm kind of into this, and let's... All right, so... We knew that before we before we met. We each sort other of knew we were face. a little kinky beforehand, but we'd yes. never been in like straight up kink relationships no. before. Yeah, it was yeah. it was through MySpace. He messaged me back when MySpace was you know the shit. Yes, back when it was <laughs> back when people had MySpace. Um, he sent me a message on MySpace, and it wasn't your typical creepy, "Hey girl, you're hot," you know. It wasn't the cut and paste. No, <laughs> uh, it was it was very proper and I think he mentioned the weather and it was you know very huh. civil and and I checked out his profile I was like all right we you know we're we have things in common and I messaged back and you said this guy knows his weather right? <laughs> it was rainy out and he said it was raining right. he said I hope you're staying dry in this rainy weather yeah I have no idea how that worked on you but <laughs> <laughs> I was in a good mood that night I luckily think, yeah luckily. I, think, I think that's it must have been I think the next day we met face to face. Was it only a day? I think so. Okay. A day or two. But you guys had messaged back and forth saying, "Oh, I'm kind of kinky." No, it was it was very casual. It was very vanilla. It was very vanilla and it was just, you know, it brought up I'm kind of into this in bed and mm-hmm. uh, It was yeah. sort of like a you know, talking about uh, rough sex, that sort of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was sort of the, the code SM. language. So, I'm a little bit of a masochist. I'm <laughs> sure this comes up, someone right now is listening to this and they're thinking to themselves, how do you, you know, when you've known someone for such a short period of time, how do you bring up rough sex? I don't know. I had just, the relationship that I had previous previously, very sweet guy, but that was one of the reasons I broke up with him was because he was very gentle and sweet with me in bed and didn't want to hurt me and was so cautious. Of, I know, asshole. right? He wouldn't hit me. <laughs> he wouldn't choke me. And it was you know one of the reasons, very sweet guy, but it was one of the reasons why I, I ended up breaking up with him. I was like, this is something I actually really need. Right. Well, how did you know that it was something you needed? You just kind of had experienced it in the past. I had, in my very brief period of that I've had, that I had sexually, you know, and um, I realized that yeah, this is I like I like to be dominated. I like to give up control and more rough, light SM is only what I experienced. And you had obviously experienced this, or knew at least enough about it as well. Um, you know, it's. Shocking how little I knew, but um, I think uh, when I was contacting her to answer your previous question about sort of how do you go about it, um, I probably didn't come out and say anything directly. I probably just asked some leading questions and wait to see what kind of answers I get. Uh, and once I realized that she was into, you know, you said, boy, my neighbors are sure loud with their rough sex. That's really annoying. They're hot, don't you think? <laughs> I should go back and look at the uh, instant messenger logs. Do you still logs. have them? Oh, oh my sure God. I do. Before oh my MySpace gosh. closes down. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but so you guys kind of knew something, you know, was about to happen probably. Yeah, it was... It was. It's actually really lucky that it worked out. We have so much in common in our vanilla lives mm-hmm. and then we're so compatible in bed as well. Mm-hmm. 
And the first night, I, the first time we met face to face, I actually ended up spending the night, and right away we such a slut dove right. <laughs> oh, you love it. We <laughs> dove right into it. Actually, it was a little bit of intro. It was your basic, you know, holding me down and a little bit of choking and just I did what he told me and. Mm. But there were no instruments. There, you know. Yeah, I didn't own hands. any toys or any gear or mm-hmm. anything like that at and that was, point. But it sounded like there was some aspect of DS, though. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Even my, our first, yeah. our first night together. Doing what you're told. <laughs> yes. And a little age play. Well, yes. I think because we have an age difference. There is an age difference. Uh, seventeen years. Seventeen years. Age difference. So, but how do you? Well, we'll talk. We'll come back to that. So, so uh, how did you guys decide? Okay, we both like this kind of thing. Let's kind of explore it a little bit deeper. Yeah, and we were both at the point too where you know, we were just starting to date, and it was really only for the bedroom that we did this, and it was actually we we never we didn't really talk about it in our vanilla relationship at first for mm-hmm. the first year and a half at least yeah it was just sort of a natural dynamic that was developing between us we, yeah. we kind of gave each other the green light you know there wasn't anything spoken you know we hadn't read I hadn't read anything SM wise I hadn't read SM 101 or you know anything like that didn't know any terminology didn't know you Don't know anything about safe words or no yeah no safe words I mean I tied you up a few times and I look back on that and I say wow that was really dangerous <laughs> and stupid but, but I think that's very common, though. Especially, mm-hmm. if, you know, if you're with someone who maybe, I'm not sure, but maybe for the first time you can actually really explore yourself with. For me, I know it was the first time that I really realized this is what I need, this is what I want. And I had, you know, with previous boyfriends, you know, you tell your boyfriend, oh, I would love it if you're rough with me. And, okay, sure, I can do that. But it was never a consistent thing, and it was it never reached to the level that I achieved with you and mm-hmm. yeah and I'd had girlfriends before where some of you know I I'd seen the warning signs coming <laughs> you know I remember the the, the first girl that uh, uh, basically wanted her hair pulled when we were making out and and that blew my mind I was like you wait you like this 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 increases your pleasure if I do you know and really give a yank and she wow and uh, so that was that was an eye-opener and uh, I had another girlfriend I remember that was uh, I remember we we had a particularly rough session of sex and uh, she messaged me that week and she's like I love the fact that I still have these bruises you know and, and I was like wow <laughs> I was like wow okay that's great so I knew it was out there I just didn't know how to how to connect to it it sounded like he was it was um, he was always sort of compartmentalized yeah it was compartmentalized it was you know I think especially at least for me being dominant you know and and male it's it's very I guess maybe because of a the sort of the sort of masculine stereotype uh, that you know it's very easy to if you have that personality to come across as sort of very sort of predatory do what I say and here I want you to do this and you know especially with a younger partner um, so, oddly enough, I had to approach it in a very submissive way. I had to approach it in a way that, you know, I had to wait for her to sort of give me the, the green light. 
And as she sort of gave me permission to do more, I did more. Mm -hmm. You were being the gentleman. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I guess that's what they call those. <laughs> how did this go from, the, we kind of briefly talked about it, you said you never really talked about it outside of that. Mm -hmm. When did that change? Well, about a year and a half, two years into our relationship, he had a job that took him back and forth. And we basically had a long-distance relationship for another two years. And yeah. it was... He was gone for two weeks and then home for two days and then gone for two months and then home for a week. And then it was always fluctuating. We never really knew how long he'd be gone and really forced us to communicate every day. And again, we had the kind of anonymity of, of the screen and IMing and texting where you feel a little bit more comfortable about bringing up. You know, oh, I had a fantasy last night, and I of mm -hmm. you doing this to me, and mm -hmm. you know, next time I see you, I want to do this to you, and we really started talking about it then when we were forced to communicate every day, and then we and we started um, when he was gone, and when we knew he was going to be home, he would send me instructions that I had to have the apartment set up a certain way, I had to be dressed a certain mm -hmm. way, I had to have everything prepared and ready, so when he walked in the door, we were full on into it. <laughs> yeah. So, and at this point, I think the extent of our S&M education was having watched Secretary. Right. I started reading a few books. Right. I got books. And I started reading a <laughs> what, little what, bit. What books did you get? SM 101 sure. and the um, the Anne Rice Sleeping Beauty right. erotica trilogy and some some other uh, erotica S&M uh, fiction. Not really a whole lot of nonfiction. I have a lot of nonfiction books that I read now yeah. with protocol and everything. but. And I was just downloading porn. Yeah. <laughs> Which works. <laughs> Which take, works. Take that, Anne Rice. <laughs> you know, I don't know a single submissive female who has not read the Anne Rice trilogy, the Sleeping Beauty series. They're just, so good. I think that's maybe something that a lot of couples should maybe force themselves to do, is write down what they're interested in, maybe. Definitely. Mm -hmm. I learned that she liked structure. She wanted structure. She wanted things to do. She wanted, you know, a to-do list. I so, love lists. So that's what she loved. So I, you know, uh, you know, in in my travels, in my endless hours on the road, I would, you know, I had tons of time to come up with, you know, any number of elaborate things to get ready. You know how, you know, okay, you're gonna have to uh, clean the apartment. These things will have to be in the refrigerator. Uh, I'm going to want uh, this for dinner. You're going to be wearing this. You're going to be wearing this makeup. And my you know, nails, my hair, right, my heels, right, candles in every room. When I come in, you will be kneeling. You will be here. There'll be right. There'll be candles lit up, um, et cetera, et cetera. Very extensive. Yeah, and uh, you know that was great. It was it was cool. So it was very. It would be very. I would come back, and it would be very high protocol. Mm -hmm. You know, right. for the, sort of our first night back together. Right. So, um, and that sort of sort of jump started our our relationship, or the kink the kink aspect of our yeah. relationship. Right. Well, and DS usually adds something that, uh, even if you're not there, you know, it's like the invisible hand is always there, mm -hmm. that thing, right? Mm -hmm. um, if I ask you like a submissive to submissive question um, about lists? Yeah. When you're going through, because I, I, I like lists too, but I think we might like them for different reasons. I'm just curious. Mm. Do you like it because you like being told exactly what to do? Or is it my case, which is, you like being told what to do, but also you're a little incompetent when it comes to some things. And so when it's written down, it's a lot easier to not screw it up. Yes, that's yeah. I like having 
tell me exactly what to do. Tell me exactly how you want things because I know that is that's in the end result is to please him. Whatever it is, it's to please him. So if I don't do, if I can't do something correctly, if I misunderstand an instruction, you know, I need I need clarification. And it's also easier if I see the list and I see, okay, yep, I did this, I did this, I did this, crossed it off, and everything's ready. Double checked, triple checked. It's all good. Okay, good. I can relax now. You were such a teacher's pet, weren't you? <laughs> I was. <laughs> You're so, you you must was. have been such a good student. I got always very with, good grades. Always with the homework very all ready. Grades. And meanwhile, I wasn't reading the books and I just making well it up. to authority. <laughs> so and now, now, also on the time, on, on the terms of less, I'm sure if Saad were here, she will be here eventually. But did you ever set her up to fail? You know, even if it was just in sort of a playful way, like... Oh, and make sure you roll that boulder in the living room, that two-ton boulder. And, you know, did you did you ever do something like that where it was was guaranteed punishment or something? That's an that's an interesting question. I I actually would never do that with her, because there's nothing worse for her than disappointment. Disappointing me mm-hmm. is the worst possible. I mean, that's that's serious pain. That's not fun pain. Right. That's bad pain. We don't do punishment. So, yeah. So, I don't punish her for any mistakes. Uh, uh, any administration of pain is completely separate. If anything, it's a reward. Yes. You know, we're going to have a little yes. space. We're going to watch TV in Spain. Yes. Because you've been good. Yes. So, yeah. I, so, I don't, I, don't, I don't set her up to fail like that. Yeah. I don't, I don't respond well to punishment because... I was thinking about this earlier today. And when I was younger, my parents never punished me in any way. Even, you know, I would obviously do some things wrong or things I wasn't supposed to do, but it was never, oh, you're grounded or, oh, no, no TV for a week or I'm going to take this away from you. It was, okay, my mom would sit me down. This is what you did wrong. This is why it was wrong. And this is why you should not do it again. Mm-hmm. There was never a, if, you know, like if I had a cookie before dinner, there was never, oh, you had, you had dessert before dinner. Well, then no TV for a week. Because all I learned then is that I'm, I'm not going to get caught stealing a cookie before dinner right. because I want to keep my TV. Right. You know, if my mom said, well, no cookie before dinner because you ruin your appetite, it's unhealthy, it can lead to this, then I understand, okay, that makes sense, and then I would never do it again. It's really interesting because you and I have similar reactions to punishment, it sounds mm-hmm. like, and yet we had very different types of upbringing. Yeah. Um, well, I did have fantasies of that when he was gone all the time. <laughs> right. Because you watched Secretary. Well, right. Oh, gosh, I watched that in repeat. Yeah. And I would want him to have a reason. This, again, was was near the beginning kind of our, of our kink relationship. Mm-hmm. And we didn't hadn't really figured out the dynamic yet. And I wanted a reason to, to, for him to, to spank me or to flog me or whatever. And generally, pain and, and things and, you know, using implements to inflict pain, that means you're being punished. Mm-hmm. So there's we hadn't we hadn't realized that you can split the cause and effect. They don't Mm -hmm. have to be connected, right? You know, at that point we didn't know that. Yeah. Mm. So and it can be done just because you want to, not because. Oh yeah. Be a reason, right? Yeah, it can be completely without any context whatsoever. Mm -hmm. You know. So how do you? And we're kind of deviating a little bit from the the history of things, but um, now if it's something you want. How, I mean, obviously, it's easy for you to, in, you know, initiate. You can mm-hmm. say, here's what we're going to do. But if it's something you feel like mm. you want or need, this is something we've covered many times. And we never get, there's no real answer, but there might be mm-hmm. an answer in your context. How do you get a dominant to dominate, as we usually talk about? Yeah, it is It is very hard to initiate. I 
very, very, very rarely will initiate anything, even sexual. I wait for him. Um, but I will, I'll try to give hints or I'll try, you know, like if we're sitting on the couch, I may just find myself over his lap in my panties and a t-shirt. Mm-hmm. I'll try to make, give subtle hints. I will never specifically say, I want you to beat me because that's just, that's so wrong for a submissive to do on very, on so many levels. But I would, I'll give little hints that I would like to feel pain. Yeah. I mean, just very simply, she's like, oh, I haven't, I haven't been beaten in a while. (laughs) Is is everything okay? You haven't hit me in a long time. Yeah. Are we okay? <laughs> Things must be going really bad. You aren't as abusive as yes. you are when you're happy. Why don't you hit me anymore? Right. Do you guys still write to each other, or do you still do that? Do you, I know some people do journaling and stuff like that. Not as much. We live together, so it's more. But we can com- we communicate more directly now. The typing and and being away from each other and communicating that way helped us to talk face to face. Right. Yeah, I agree. A lot of things. And so. Uh, so how long did the separate together, separate together, that with two years, you said? About, I want to say about two years on and off. It was, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, two, two and a half years. And then uh, last, about, about a year, a year ago, ago. Uh, that sort of job finished. Mm-hmm. And uh, and I was uh, I was back in, in Brooklyn full time. Mm-hmm. So, uh, so then we really could start increasing our activity. Mm-hmm. And uh, when the new year came around, it was time for a new year's resolution. And the resolution was to uh, enter the, the public scene. Mm-hmm. You know, I certainly was, you know, too intimidated to do it by myself. And Oh, God, I would never. Right. <laughs> how did you hear about I would the public scene? Did you just, like, read about it? Or how did it... I'd read about a few things. I'd read about stuff online. I'd read about munches. And I knew there were a few clubs. I really didn't know that much. And by this time, you had had a profile on FetLife, I mm-hmm. believe, right? Yeah. So we knew, we knew from that, from we all knew the... there were parties and events and things. Yeah, and it's a great resource. Yeah. But I would never, in a million years, like, walk into Paddles for the first time as, as a young female sub. Mm-hmm. Right. And at the time, also, we had a friend mm-hmm. who was kinky. She had gone to some of these events. Friend, yeah. uh, so we were thinking, oh, well, she'll kind of be our tour guide for some of these things um, and we very quickly surpassed her <laughs> in, uh, she was just kind of going for you know casually or what yeah. she 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 had she's has a very busy life and she has a lot of other things going on and I think she was she was starting to date her boyfriend right now mm-hmm. they've been dating for you know since January so they were just starting to start their relationship and I'm sure it would have been too intimidating for her to be like hey come to this club with me right what was your what was your first event? Do you remember your, I suppose you, you must remember your first event. It was a munch. It was a Dom Sub Friends munch oh, okay. at, I can't remember which diner, but... Moonstruck or yeah, something? Yeah. Something. And, yeah. and it was, we just went for the munch. I think that everyone was going to paddles afterwards, but we, you know... It was the to, novice excursion, I think, and but we didn't go. Yeah, we just went to the munch beforehand, and that was our very first... That was like that's enough. We're not going to go straight into an S and M club first thing. We're yeah. like we'll go and meet some of these people and make sure you know they're not you know. And of freaks. course they're all so friendly and lovely and opening and open. Yeah. And well, but it's, it is a crapshoot though because yeah. there are plenty of people who have the exact opposite experience. Mm. You know, 
When you said these people, I thought, oh god, you had one of those munchies. <laughs> no, no, they were all so nice. Yeah, no, they were great. Yeah. And then the next great. weekend was, or actually, it wasn't even quite a week later, but it, it was, was a, the a nickel, a nickel meeting, meeting mm. with uh, with New York City uh, uh, kinky New living. City kinky living. Oh yeah, group. yeah. And we met Sir Eric. Sure, he's a good guy. Yeah. 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 And that uh, and that that was a very. Uh, fortuitous meeting because he's a great guy and yeah. he and he was a good person to meet early on uh, he sort of uh, whether knowingly or not he sort of pointed us in the right direction to mm-hmm. the right sort of parties and, mm-hmm. and, and events and things well and it's funny because it's it seems like somewhat of a crapshoot when you meet someone in the scene I know this was true for me especially when I was first exploring the scene here in New York you can either meet someone who is a horrible influence on you uh, and shows you all the wrong things, or no, I'm not referring to Sad. <laughs> she had a look like no, no, no. You I'm gave not, her a look. You're like I, terrible the influence. Was, oh, if I only knew. If only we had met earlier. That's what that look mm. was. I want to say. That, I want to stress that that's what the look. I know what look it was, and that was look. Um, uh, you know, I met some. I had some really bad experiences, and and uh, but that changes over time. Eventually, mm-hmm. you meet some people who completely change things for you. Look. And um, and yeah, and, and you know, actually for me, Sir Eric was one of those people as well who was very, very positive and mm-hmm. really, uh, uh, you know, it was like, oh wow. So there are, there are he, I met him just about the same time when I was realizing when I thought there aren't, I don't want to say normal, but there aren't, okay, so it's not just assholes, you know what mm, I mean? Right. Actually, yeah. Um, when I met uh, him and Lady Christie, I was like, oh wow, these people are nice people. Mm-hmm. So, um, so, what, what path did you go down from there? You're, you're hanging out more with New York City Kinky Living. Uh, how did that go? I mean, or, 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 what, do you remember your first party party? It was Paddles, was the very first. And again, we, we went to a munch beforehand, mm-hmm. and then the whole group went to Paddles. And we didn't bring any tools or implements or anything. It no. was kind of, we had never been to Paddles before, so we just walked in and... It was very much the plan was we're just we're gonna go and we're gonna take a look. Mm-hmm. We're gonna sit down and observe and, and see what w- see what goes on mm-hmm. and what kind of vibe it is. And yeah. So we didn't play when we went there. No, no, no. no. And what, what you didn't play just because you again you just wanted to dip your toe in the water and you specifically said we're not gonna play we're just gonna check it out or was it too overwhelming or what was the well one of the things that I was worried about was um, I was very intimidated with the idea of protocol and rules and and not uh you know sort of stepping on the wrong toes not being in the wrong place at the at the wrong time and uh so it was very important for me to know that and approach the community and approach these events respectfully like i didn't want to seem like a like a tourist or an idiot or an idiot tourist <laughs> so we figured we'd go and we'd uh, we'd take a look and see how everything's done and then and then from there we'll we'll proceed and it was it was interesting for me because going there I, I guess I had this notion that when you go to an S&M club you're in high protocol so I was very quiet I was <laughs> people were talking to me and I was I was I felt very off, like are we talking casually mm-hmm. or can I can I speak mm-hmm. like can I it's okay <laughs> we can talk I can have a, I can have some because you were on a leash and I was I think I had yeah we had my collar my leash sure. and, and I I didn't realize that there was a middle ground where people can be in fetish wear and then sit down and have a chat about right. 
politics or whatever, mm-hmm. you know, whatever's going on. I, for me, there was there was vanilla and kinky and nothing in between, and it was it was a very good realization that okay, it's a party, it's a party, but there's kink and people are playing and, and you can relax. Yeah, we can relax to a degree. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and that is something that surprises people, especially when they're first starting out. And, and I'm sure there's still plenty of people who have been in the scene for a very long time and haven't realized mm-hmm. it yet that you don't have to be a separate person. Yeah. You know. Um, so how did your person? How did your play? How did your relationship change when you started? You know, um, as of a year ago, when you started diving into the scene, just get going deeper into the DS aspects of it, or more advanced play, or how did the, how did things change for you guys? I think everything everything sort of accelerated, and uh, because in addition to us going out to these events for the first time, I was back in town, so we were socializing really, going out anywhere together for the mm-hmm. first time uh, socially. Uh, so all of a sudden our social circle expanded we were starting making friends and she was the life of the party (laughs) Um, we definitely have introduced more protocol in in our in our home in our mm -hmm. at home which if you had asked me you know a year ago oh how would you feel about entering a more 24-7 relationship I'd be like are you crazy because again in my mind it was either vanilla or kinky so if so twenty four seven relationship for me means high protocol all the time. That yeah. means I can't go out without permission. I can't do anything unless I ask him. I have to constantly refer to him as master and sir, and and my freedom is stripped. And of course, it's not like that at all. Right. It's it's much more casual at, at times. Your, your freedom is an illusion. <laughs> he has veto power all the time. Uh, well, what is well, how, what? How did you increase? What did you guys change? What did you... Well, one of the things was uh, after we went to that uh, workshop... Mm. Explore, uh, that you guys actually... That we met. Right. So at that point, we said, oh, we should start thinking about mm-hmm. adding adding some more protocol mm-hmm. into into things and and that we can do that and it's not, you know, it's it doesn't have to be so suffocating. Yeah. You know, it doesn't have to be high protocol all the time. Uh, you know, you can just add a couple of things here and there. You know, for instance, I when I come home now, uh, my shoes are taken off for me. You know, and my things are put away for me mm-hmm. as soon as I come in. As soon as he uh, walks in. I it took a, me a few times to remember that. We would, especially if we came home together. Yeah. If we came home together, you know, and I would... I would I'd be start, standing there I'd tapping start, my foot. I'd take my shoes off and i go and, you know, poke the cat yeah. and i start, you know, sit down and get my computer. And he's standing. I'm like, why is he still standing by the door? Oh, crap. And i go over and take the shoes off. There was no punishment, but it was, it was, it was learning, you know. It was, yeah. it was learning. You figured so it out. I figured it out. You're smart. So uh, why, did you, why did you choose that? Why was that something you decided to... Uh, because I'm sure there's plenty of people who are who thinking, oh, we'd love to add more things, but they don't know what to add, mm-hmm. right? Or maybe they're... You know, well, we had, we're, we're starting to get into more boot worship, I guess mm-hmm. you'd say, especially at parties. And I don't, neither of us have a foot fetish or, I guess, it's just something that developed naturally where, you know, I start licking his boots and I'm lick, doing that for half an hour. And, mm-hmm. and I give massages all the time, frequently foot massages. So I guess the feet, it's, I guess it's important in our, in our relationship as a kind of reminder that that's where I of belong. where you belong. Yes. That's right. Uh, what, what else did you add? And that's awesome, by the way. <laughs> uh, we've added that. We've added um, she's uh, she doesn't sit on the furniture anymore, except uh, you know when dinner. she's yeah for dinner, for dinner when she's invited after I have already taken a seat. Yes. 
So, but, uh, you know, most of the time she's on a pillow on the floor Mm -hmm. sitting. Uh, So there's that. Mm -hmm. Um, At uh, at the end of the day, uh, she sort of presents uh, in in an informal way. Right. You know, but presents uh, at my bedside uh, with her pad and pen Mm -hmm. of uh, all the things that she's going to have to do. I write down my list. Of things to do. We talk about what she had to do, what how she did that day Mm -hmm. with her tasks, and uh, what she's going to do tomorrow. And sometimes it's a very short list. Yeah, sometimes it's just you know make dinner. We make dinner. Go go grocery shopping. Or sometimes it's all right. You're gonna vacuum the living room or do this, Mm -hmm. and I need this to get done. You just pick up my laundry, do that, and errands Mm -hmm. mostly. So, and she has her beloved list. (laughs) That I can cross things off. All is right with the world. Yes, that's another thing. Is we have separate bedrooms now. Um, yes, we have, which is which is recent within the past few months. Mm-hmm. I during the month of August was when the big switch went, and and I moved all my crap into a small one of our smaller bedrooms and brought that out of storage that I had from my first apartment and set that all up. And so that's generally where I sleep now. Mm-hmm. And I have my own room, and then I'm allowed to sleep in master's bedroom when permitted. Right, and listen to me snore all night. Yes. <laughs> yes. So wait, wait, that brings a question. Was the snoring the genesis of the, or was it? No, no, not at all, not at all. In fact, his snoring has never bothered me. Mm-hmm. Even the first night we spent together, I remember hearing him snore and I was like, oh, all right, he snores, okay. Just go back to sleep. It's bothered other people though. Yeah. Like friends of his are like, oh my God, you snore and it's so annoying. I'm like, I will sleep with his mouth right over my ear, and he'll be snoring, and I'll be dead asleep. Right. Doesn't bother me. <laughs> so, so what was what was the idea behind uh, separating? What was the? Well, the idea was to you know make the master bedroom mm-hmm. the master bedroom, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and really sort of uh, separate uh, the spaces mm-hmm. and the roles where you know she's you know it's not her bed she's invited into the bed when mm-hmm. she's done well. And, uh, you know, uh, for certain occasions. And otherwise, she's, you know, she has her own quarters. She has her own room. She has her own space. Mm-hmm. Uh, if I'm not in the apartment for a night, she has to be in her own bed. You know, she doesn't get to sleep in the master bed if the master isn't there. Sure, right. Yeah. You know, uh, so. And it's, you know, it's, it's uh, there's much less furniture in the master bedroom now because my dresser's in my little mm-hmm. room and we put my desk at a desk. We put that in storage. So he has a lot more space in his room. Which he loves. Thumbs thumbs up. up He loves. And I have my little room that I can... No, there's no closet, so I have everything hung all over. Mm -hmm. But all my clothes and my shoes and everything, it's it's like a walk-in closet slash bedroom. We we briefly talked about you not not wanting to introduce... You know, not wanting to ask for play directly Mm. because you don't think that's your position. And and I totally can relate to that. Um, Are there times when you feel like you really need to be sleeping... Next to him, uh, and if so, do you, how do you how do you ask for that? That hasn't come yeah. up yet. No. Generally, I know I can kind of tell when I'm gonna be spending the night. It's normally after we've gone to a party or we've had a night out, and we're both a little tipsy. And mm-hmm. I know, okay, I'm gonna sleep in master's bed tonight. Sure. Or on the on the other side. If he has to get up early in the morning, then I know I'm definitely going to be sleeping in my own bed, even though. I will have to wake up and bring him coffee in the morning, every morning, mm-hmm. 
even if he has to wake up before me, I have to set my alarm. And yeah, it's nice. I don't I don't have to set an alarm anymore. I wake I wake <laughs> up, and the first thing is I make him coffee and bring him coffee, and that's how we he wakes up every morning. I haven't heard a morning buzzing in months. It's fabulous. <laughs> you just have my my hand on your arm, and, mm-hmm. and then coffee. the. And yeah. the coffee's there. Yeah, coffee's right there. So it sounds, was that a new protocol? Is that something you also started in the audience? The coffee? Yes, mm-hmm. yes. Yeah. So. I, I always made the coffee in the morning, but mm-hmm. bringing it to his bed to wake him up, that obviously started when I had my own bedroom, and I, I wasn't yeah. waking him up as when I got up. So when she's got her pad and pen, mm-hmm. uh, you know, in the evening, uh, before I release her from service for the night, uh, I'll what say... What time would you uh, like to wake up? What time would you like your coffee? Mm-hmm. So we do that, and uh, and in case something changes, I have a bell by my bed. Yes, I got so. a, I got him a little butler bell. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you have that. That yeah, it's right by his bedside. So if I'm for whatever reason, if I'm in the living like on, on a Saturday or a Sunday, when generally he won't wait, have me wake up uh, or wake him up, you know, because mm-hmm. we can sleep in. You know, I'll generally wake up before him, and I'll be sitting in the living room, and I just hear the bell, and that's go right to this bedroom and. Making coffee and the other fun thing I've done is that uh, when she's at home, she has to wear a collar with a bell on it. I have a bell, so I always hear her moving about. <laughs> I know, I know if she's busy doing things or if she's, you know, she's moving about when she should be <laughs> sitting still and, you know, like a little cat bell. Yeah, yeah. So the first thing I would think of is like, is it in my breaking protocol if I hold the bell? The bell no. No. I wouldn't do that. You wouldn't do that. No. no. Not, I mean, I'm just saying to not disturb. Right, the clapper. Oh, it's not a very loud bell. Yeah, it's not. It's not that intrusive. And he usually, he usually just, sleeps with earplugs anyway. Yeah. Oh, okay. So yeah, it sounds like. Mm. Do you guys have you changed quite a bit of quite a few things? Are there things that you've added that you said, okay, this is not working, so I have to move it or anything like that? Hmm. I don't know. It's still it's still a work in progress. Yeah, we're still adding things. We've mm-hmm. we've we've come up with. Uh, I had you come up with a, a list of sort of. Affirmations, I guess. Right. I had a. I'm. It's. I'm. I still have to work on it. Yeah. But I have about. I don't know. I have about eighty of them. I have to mm-hmm. have a hundred, and mm-hmm. then we're gonna put those in like a nice book. I mm-hmm. have to break them out and put them in a nice book. Mm-hmm. But general, you know, things like, um, I am my master's slave. I am my master's property. I. I. Sub- I, don't, I can't remember all of them. Just there's, little words to live by. Yeah. You know. A lot of. Just. S and M fortune cookie messages. Yeah, <laughs> my master, my master's uh, discipline is is I can't I can't remember all of them. I'm sorry. A hundred? Yeah. Uh, there have to be. I have to write a hundred. I've yeah. got about eighty. So, yeah. so we're gonna do that, and then you know probably I would like to introduce a you know maybe a time of day when she can recite a few. She can pick out a few and recite a few, maybe before bed or, mm-hmm. or when she brings me coffee in the morning or something like that. So. A little more ceremonial. Yeah. You know. Yeah, that's another thing I'd like to introduce is more, a little bit more high protocol of, as far as presenting and when I give you coffee or when I do something. You want more ritual involved. Yeah. Right. But do you guys both have a similar view when it comes to ritual? I've, I've, I've met couples who, you know, they have very different views of protocols or very different views of you mentioned that she really likes ritual. Mm-hmm. Do you feel that her desire for ritual is a little bit stronger than yours, or? Um, it's 
It's probably a little stronger than mine, but you know, I don't, I don't mind uh, incorporating it if it uh, means I get my coffee. So <laughs> that's, that's fine. I mean, you want to do a little thing before I get my coffee? Sure. <laughs> Knock yourself out. Uh, I'm the one doing it. He doesn't have to do it. He doesn't do anything. Just yeah, that's right. Work. I just have to watch. Yeah. So that's fine. <laughs> I can do that. Um, yeah, I mean, there there are some some differences. I think she's more into she's more into receiving pain. Right, I'm much, I'm much more of a masochist than he is a sadist. Yeah, so, so it's I almost have to keep a reverse service mm-hmm. where the pain that he inflicts upon me with whatever implement is almost he's 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 serve. Oh, it's almost like he's serving me. It's it's that's almost. not how almost I say that almost. <laughs> Son said something once about that too. Uh, I can't remember how you phrased it, but you said something that I think you phrased it something within the line of like it's, it's more like upkeep. If the masochist is stronger than the sadist, if the masochist's desires are stronger than the sadist's desires, am I completely getting this wrong? I have no idea what you're talking you, about. You said it's like I've spoken about service tops before. Right, but you said something about, about. I think I remember you saying something like it's 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 a form of upkeep for the for the diamond. You know, it's like changing the oil or something like that. <laughs> it's a top up. Right, it's a top up. Yes, yeah. that's right. It would be a top up. Top right. up. Top up. That's good. Um. But that's okay because, uh, for instance, I I like uh, I like receiving service, so she's we're getting her more service oriented. Oh, so yes. she's another thing that we've incorporated. She's cooking a lot more. She was I never a cook. Never cooked. So, ever. I never ever cooked. But I mean, and now I'm cooking all the time. <laughs> you're a natural because you can follow directions. I follow directions and, and so specifically. And you've got a list. You've I got have my both, list. Both things. And you List have a little, and instructions. And you have a little book. Yes. And so yes. it's... I clip out, you know, I, I get, I like to get the Real real Simple magazine. is my favorite and their website I love. So I will clip out recipes and I have a little book. I paste them in and then, mm-hmm. well, I'll try a new recipe tonight. How would you try this and mm-hmm. have a side of this and... Make me a chicken dish tomorrow. Yeah. How do you, do, do you ever come up on situations where uh, either he has something on the, on your list or something that contradicts or is really difficult for you to do. Is there a way you present that to him? Well, when we put when we come up with a list at the end of the day, it's pretty it's casual conversation. So if yeah. he says, <clears throat> "Would you be able to do this?" and I say, mm-hmm. "You know, I really can't, I can't do that tomorrow," or "Well, I, that would involve me doing this and this first. Mm-hmm. Okay, well now he knows. It's it's. It's a casual exchange at the end. The, of the object day. is to get the task done yes. and to offload it to you. So how it gets done <laughs> is of less importance to me. Yeah. So, and I'm always I'm I, I do love to serve. So I'm always. Would you like me to pick up your laundry for you? I know, like mm-hmm. if he drops it off on one day, then I, I I know to pick it up. And would you like me to do that for you? And yeah. I'm going out. To, I'm going out to go grocery shopping. Is there anything that you would want, like me to get? Yeah, get the mail on the way back up. Right, right. Something Stuff like, like that. that. Yeah. Yeah. Is there anything that you've uh, decided to do that she didn't do the way you wanted? She had to revoke it or do it yourself or anything like that? I think it's because I recently had a task of mine revoked recently. And so that's why. I gave, you a, yeah. I gave an, you a year. Yeah. I gave you a year. An entire year? An entire year. I, uh, it's, I, it's not possible for me to fold anything out of cloth. I cannot fold. It's just not, it's not possible. I mean, I can fold it, just not well. And so it's like, you know, it looks like it's some sort of origami 
And you don't put them away in the right place. And just, <laughs> my closet organization system is too complicated for you. It's very complicated. It is like Dewey Decimal <laughs> times, and it's, I mean, it's, it's very advanced. It's a very, in my defense, it's a very advanced. NASA would show up and go, okay, we're going to need some time with this here. Because it's very advanced, you know, system of organiza- organization. Now I can't even fold my own underwear. <laughs> I was like, but they work fine. It's not own stuff either because his drawers... It was just everything was just chunked and thrown in there in this uh, chaos, right. and they weren't closing properly. And so I'd hit them in the morning with my hip and get bruises, and it's not happening. Suffice to say, so now I'm still doing the laundry, half of the laundry. But I'm curious if, if I'm alone in this situation. Is there anything? Just make something up so I feel better, mm. basically. But <laughs> oh yeah, I asked you to, ch- to change the transmission on that 87 Fiat or whatever. Actually, I think all you need is uh, you need to maybe you know work at Hollister for like a week or two, yeah. and then you'll be fine. Right. I worked I worked at a, a Broadway merchandise folding T-shirts, so you do that all the time. Fold that's mm-hmm. very you know, very intense and fast. Um, one thing is that I'm I'm an incredible neat freak, mm-hmm. uh, and you know no one can really clean as well as I can clean. <laughs> right. So that's a, that's really sort of an like ongoing cleaning. thing. I, I'll, I'll definitely do it, you know, if I'm told to, but cleaning is not my favorite thing to do. But I haven't, you know, I haven't gone as far as, you know, putting my boot on your neck and having you go down to the floor with a toothbrush or anything like that. Right. But uh, Maybe soon. I don't know. Hmm? Maybe soon. Uh, maybe, if you're lucky. You play your cards right. <laughs> if, I try, if I try really hard. <laughs> But we were talking about the events and all that stuff. Has it changed your... Other than the knowledge of other types of play, Mm -hmm. has it changed your your dynamic, you know, as far as what you do when you're playing at home? Or I guess my real question is, do you play differently in public than you do when you play at home? Yeah, I mean, at home, it's obviously we can get much more intimate than we can at at, at parties. And um... I think one of the things at, at, uh, at parties is... <clears throat> and I don't know if a lot of people, or how many people think about this. Uh, I certainly do. Just being, uh, having had some experience as a performing artist, as a musician, it's playing in public. Is there's an aspect of performance. Mm-hmm. Definitely. It's, I mean, it's for each other. Certainly, you know, you're you're taking on a role. They're taking on a role. You're performing. You're performing a, a scene essentially, but. Um, but I also look at it as, you know, you're performing a scene in a public space and, and the observers are, or, you know, the other people at the party are participants. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, you know, keeping that in mind. Yeah, you're definitely very aware of it. Mm-hmm. I find I much, I can, I put up with more pain at parties when there's people watching. Yeah. Because I, you know, I want to, look at how much I can take. It's right. almost right. like, look at how, you know, I can take 300 Mm-hmm. Single tail whips, and, sure. And whereas at home, I'm a little bit more like, yeah, I'm a, I'm a little bit more bratty at home, Four. kind of like, yeah. oh, God. <laughs> right. <laughs> can we can we do something else now? Like, yeah, right. I'm a little bit more, I don't know, whiny, I guess. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah, and I guess that you know, so so the dialogue between us ends up being more interesting or funny in public. In public, yeah. You know, because yes. I can just openly mock her, and you know, it's way more fun in public you know than and just mocking someone at home openly mock because for me openly mock is something completely different oh. what is, what is oh, when you say openly mock 
Well, uh, you know, for instance, I, you know, I could have her uh, tied to a St. Andrew's cross and, and there she is all bruised and I could say, look at you, you're a mess. <laughs> you look ridiculous. <laughs> you know, and, uh, you know, you can, you can, you know, when she starts laughing, you can literally smack the smile off of her face. Stop laughing. Right. Stop right. laughing and you don't make a mockery of this. Yes. Uh, he, stop as making he a mockery. Says, as he's laughing right. with a smile on his face. That's and he's like, he don't has the, the single tail. Don't make a mockery of this as he's yeah. whipping me with One of the things my, my, my mother always used to do <laughs> is uh, when she knew I had a case of the giggles, she would look at me and say, stop laughing. Stop laughing. And that, of course, made me laugh even more. It, I, I mean, I lost my mind. Of course. So, uh, so that works with her, He'll too. He'll do that to me all He'll the say, time. Stop laughing! <laughs> you know? <laughs> and she immediately breaks up. <laughs> so, and then we start with the hitting, and then yes. there's the tears. Yes, And then people think you're a psychopath. <laughs> right. <laughs> like a really great energy. You're starting the scene so positive. Yeah. 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 It yeah. starts a little bit of your endorphins going and then it, it sounds like it would bleed really beautifully into it does. more sadomasochistic play. Oh, yeah. It does. Yeah. And then, uh, you know, again, she likes structure. So, uh, you know, I'll give her a number to count. That's that's my favorite. Yeah. Is if he's using a flogger or a crop or a single tail, say, okay, we're going to do, you know, 100 on the chest. Okay. Mm-hmm. I can do that. Right. And I count and I have to keep track. And that's how great because I don't how have many, to count. How many more are there? Or how many have we done so right. far? We've done 57. Okay. All right. Mm-hmm. And then I know. What's the punishment if you lose count? I have lost count before. Yeah. And, I, and I'll just back it up. Yeah. We just we just back yeah. it up to the, you know, if I, if I, the last I could remember is like 45. Right. Then we'll, okay, we'll start at 40. Yeah. But that's, it's again, it goes back to the punishment ones. thing. Or if I, you know, if I'm in, you know, very deep and I'm just, bawling my eyes out and and if I you know come up, come up to me and what number are we on and I'm like I forgot and I just break down again and I'm like oh fuck I forgot I forgot alright alright so we'll back it up we'll do 40 okay okay yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, he's very nice I'm very nice he's very nice but all dudes if, if they lose the count I start back at one mm. <laughs> if they get ahead of me Mm-hmm. with the count then I add 10 more mm. or nice another thing she does is she'll do she'll do things and so when, I, when we're playing especially if it's pain and stuff like that um, I'm in usually a completely different place but at the same time I always I, not always but unless I'm in, unless I'm really get into that sort of like animal mode or something like that no matter what I'm doing, I don't care what it is. We could be at, we were at a family's funeral recently. My, family, my, my, my my grandmother died, basically. And there's always this little part of my head that's narrating outside of what's going on. And it's sort of making fun of everything, right? Mm-hmm. And that's not to say, okay, you know, we're making fun of my grandma's life. But just to, like, this mm-hmm. is a very awkward situation. Like mm-hmm. that. And so, like, she'll be, like, caning me or something like that. And she'll do, like, they're done. You know, she'll, like, do, like, two quick successive ones. And then in my head... I get pulled out into this little voice that says, "Okay, was that is that a half? Is that what do I say? <laughs> and and I, am I screwed mm-hmm. if I say half? Because I, or, and if I say that, if I count that, is that wrong? Do I right. ask her right now if that was two? Mm-hmm. Right. You know, because they're a penalty for for mm-hmm. erring on either absolutely. side. Right. So there's this. Oh, no matter what yeah. I'm doing, 
I, there's always this little voice that's always talking, and this is the same thing that happens to me. Is that two? Mm-hmm. Which is flogger, it's hard to, to miscount the, you know, the flogger, because it's just because it's very, right. re- mm-hmm. like, caning. I don't know, do you guys do that as well? And- We're very, very little. I've been caned by others, and yeah. then... Yeah, and I've borrowed a cane. We don't, we don't own any canes yet. I don't own a cane yet. I need a cane. Yes. I need several canes. Thank you. <laughs> so how do you guys uh, identify your relationship? Do you, uh, do you identify it as master-slave? Do you identify it as like having different aspects, including master-slave? I would say it's it's most of the time it's master-slave, but it does... The titles fluctuate. Yeah. Or do you not care about it? Do you not care about the title? It doesn't seem to matter too much what the, what the label is. I mean, there's some definitely some MS aspects and, mm-hmm. and DS aspects... Um, and then you know, and then it's just uh, on the other hand, it's a it's a it's a open relationship, mm-hmm. you know, that that we have. So that when you works. Say open, you mean communication open, or do you mean you guys have, are um, polyamorous? Okay. I wouldn't say polyamorous, but well, I don't know. Maybe it's open as in if he finds someone he wants to be with and he can go and be with be with them and same for me and we just don't talk about it like he would not he would never come home and be like oh you won't believe who i just fucked you know (laughs) you would never do that it would would, we have a don't ask don't tell policy yes yes uh but you know there's there's really no such thing as well i wouldn't say no such thing but as far as cheating you know right which especially came in handy when he was gone i didn't have to worry right Oh gosh, is he is he sleeping with someone tonight? Right. You know, it was always or you know, vice versa. Or vice versa. Oh, right. <laughs> <laughs> when you guys, when you when you are with someone else, um, is it always are they in the lifestyle as well? Do you ever have to explain? Well, you know, or does it just not come up? You say I'm, I'm in an open relationship, and that's about it. No, my my question is basically: Are have you ever been in a situation with with someone who's vanilla? who maybe asks about your primary relationship, and then you say, well, as it turns out, he's my owner, or she's my slave. Yeah. Mm. That hasn't come up for me. No. 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 So, no. Because honestly, I mean, uh, you know, in in spite of the fact that we have told each other we don't want to know, right? I think we have a strong feeling that we really haven't done much. Right. <laughs> it is so. very much, it's it's... I don't want to know if you have, and I don't want to know if you haven't. Mm-hmm. Um, That's right. And I don't want to see pictures on Facebook of, you know, or a name or, you know, some comment on your wall or something like that. <laughs> I, don't, I don't want to know names or faces or pictures. Or, no, yeah, yeah. yeah. So. But it's, it's, but we, we realize that sex and flirting is, it can be separate. It can be mm-hmm. just kind of an in the moment thing. Which is why I think we have our this our open relationship, and and honestly, the fact that we give each other that freedom, I think, probably makes us very close. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. You know, because it's like there's nothing stopping you. There's no safety net. You right. can you can do whatever you want. You don't have to be here. I can mm-hmm. totally yeah. I can totally see that. Yeah. You know, so so that's that's I think that's actually worked for us pretty yeah, well. Yeah. There's no, ooh, I'm going to cheat on him, and I'm going to, you know. Yeah. And, it, ooh, isn't it so naughty and dangerous and bad? And it, it's, there's none of that. Yeah. Because it's open. It doesn't matter. Yeah. I don't have to worry about you looking through my phone or something like oh, that. Oh, God, right. no. Yeah. I would never do that. Yeah, privacy's... Yeah, that's privacy, gross. Privacy's very, very important to both of us. <laughs> you know, 
especially I would never in a million years look through his email or yeah. through his phone, and I know he would never do the same. Yeah, I know some doms do that. Well, those where they'll say, you know, I got to look at all your emails and I get to see all the, you know, your browser history and all this. Right. Eh, I can't. Yeah. I couldn't do that. I couldn't do that. I think. I think there's, you know, there's part of a healthy human psyche needs to have a a, a piece by the, by itself. Mm-hmm. I think that's important. Yeah. So. Well, thank you so much for doing it. I hope you guys are willing to come back and, and talk again. Oh, definitely. Absolutely. We're hoping to maybe have like a roundtable of, of couples, you know, kind of sharing stuff and sharing yeah. stories as well. But I really appreciate you calling me all this way from Brooklyn to East no. Harlem. And uh, I'm sure you enjoyed the view on the way. That's all right. Well, I have yes. to set my clock back to the original time zone of going back. So. Of course, yeah. And you can change your currency back. <laughs> That's yes. right. Yes. Ass, but, uh, but thank you again so much for doing Thank it. you so much for having me. Thank you very much. Thank you to both School Safety Patrol and Holly. You can see their Facebook profiles. I've got a link on the Massacast website, massacast.com. Uh, you can also, there's a link there too to Holly's blog. She has this great blog filled with stories about her lifestyle, about her uh, relationship with her master, and um, pictures, sexy pictures, sexy candy photography, candy. And uh, yeah, so all that's on massacast.com. Thank you again to both of them. And thank you for listening. Unless uh, you work for an insurance company, uh, go fuck yourself. So there you go. Uh, we'll see you later. Hope you have a good week. Bye-bye. I can't give you anything but love. Baby, that's the only thing I'm letting Baby, dream my wife. You should do that. Find love, 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 love